Visceralist podcast present a zombie escape in a plan. <laughs> that is that's a parody of the cadence from well from that one Seinfeld episode where Kramer pretends to be Norwegian, but also the the sweat the chef from Muppets. But I gotta say, having studied Norwegian, it does all sound like that. Really? Kinda, yeah. It's sing-songy in a way that, you know, Irish, the Irish accent is sort of known to be, it's fun. I mean, look, I like it. I, uh, I'm allowed to make fun of it. I watched this thing about accents the other day, this YouTube series. It was pretty good. What's it, what's it called? I'll send it to you. It's mainly based on American accents, regional accents. Oh, don't send it to me. Is there an Ohio accent? Um, no, but it talks about like not Ohio specifically, but like upper Midwest and Ohio is kind of lumped in there, like northern Ohio and like mm-hmm. Chicago is lumped in yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I have a buddy who's like he's like Pennsylvania is not Midwest. And I'm like, Yeah, it is, buddy. And he's like and he's from Pittsburgh. Well, I don't know what and else. Like, it Pittsburgh would be. Pittsburgh damn sure is Midwest. Yeah. He wa- he wants to be Northeast, even though he's from Pittsburgh. He's, he's, he's like all North- of Pennsylvania. Yeah, they're not Northeast. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry too, but I'm not sorry about this zombie escape plan scenario. <laughs> and for this episode, we're changing it up a little bit. Look, you know, we've done a lot of episodes. Uh, we're both fans of zombie content, movies, TV shows, what have you. But we've never really discussed why we got into it uh, or what we like specifically or what got us into it. So I I thought we'd do that. Um, So just talking about our two or three favorite pieces of zombie content, uh, just, you know, as in a similar way to, to how we do movie reviews or or TV show reviews on visceralist podcast. uh, I thought that would be a good, good change of pace. Um, look, I'll start us off, uh, Night of the Living Dead. It's, it's the, uh, progenitor, progenitor, progenerator. That's pretty good. Yeah. It's the, I, I uh, think it's the Sugar Hill it. Gang it of, is. Uh, of zombie the movies. Sugar Hill Gang. I said a zom, B, a zom to the zombie and a eat your face and a game stop. I'm hungry. Um, <laughs> But, you know, a, fu- a fun, fun, f- fun fact about movie making is that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, mu- mute your mic while you're laughing to my amazing joke. Um, <sighs> a fun fact is that he never. So Night of the Living Dead is technically out of copyright. It's technically in the public domain because he didn't. The George Romero, who's the writer director, didn't put in the credits. You have to put copyright George Romero or whatever company you did it under. He didn't do that. And so, and then released it. So if you don't do that and you release it, it's then in the public domain. So you can remake it without having to pay licensing rights or anything. And it's, Mm. it sucks for him. You know, it's, it sucks that that's like, just like a glitch of uh, copyright law, but there it is. And, you know, he, he's, 
been very successful aside from it. But anyway, g- getting back to the story, yeah, he he basically developed the the uh, template for what a zombie movie is and the rules, more importantly, the rules around zombieing, yeah. which is if they bite, if they, if you get a, if they get a bite out of you, you will slowly turn into one. Um, and you know, he's slow zombies. Um, there's something in that. I don't know if you've seen that movie recently, but there's something in that where they allude to, it might be, um, like a, a satellite that was out in outer space that came back and crashed on earth that radiation may, may have caused it, but they, they don't uh, get into it specifically. Um, and then, you know, it functions as a good allegory for, um, just people's violence against people, uh, American culture at the time. Uh, it's, it's great. It's a masterpiece. I, I would say it, and it, even though he made dozens of movies after that, I would say it's his masterpiece. Um, yeah, I did. Um, I actually have seen it fairly recently, within the past year, during this like oh, stay awesome. at home time. Hmm. Oh, it was it was still wildly entertaining. It, I think I I saw more comedy in it this time than any other time like that I watched it before. Um, what do you find? Like what moments? Just like how how frustrated the protagonist gets with some people. <laughs> shaking shaking uh certain characters being like come on what it's like yeah come on get it together don't you see what's happening (laughs) it is interesting yeah because it does seem like he like everyone else is not taking it as seriously as he is yeah um, I mean, you could say the, the, and ugh, fuck, I'm going to be bad with the, with the names of the characters, but the woman, the blonde woman, she's in shock because her brother died and he tried to attack her. Okay. So, so I would give some slack on that. Uh, to a degree, at least for the first few minutes, but, and, and, you know, the protagonist, he seems very on the ball and he's like, got plans ready to go he's got band plans he's got backup plans um and he has to deal with people who are just being really selfish i think it did capture what this would really be like and you know most zombie movies and content are just a study of like what humanity is like under tons of stress and pressure that's that's usually the the thing um and and you know it's a good it's a good story writing uh conceit or restraint. Uh, but yeah, this one, I mean, could you say he's almost too perfect? Hmm. You, you could say that he's like in, because I guess within the context of the movie, he, he's the person that doesn't fit. Yeah. Because he's, because right, he's too on the ball, too on top of things. And he's like, I, I think, you know, I watch, you know, a lot of horror movies and stuff. I've watched them recently and you do there. I think this is just a trope of movie making where there has to be some characters who frustrate the audience because they're just not doing what they should be doing. It seems obvious to the audience. Uh, like kill that guy, kill him right now. You have a gun. Don't run away. Don't talk to him and don't get too close to him to where he can sort of grab you or swing something at you. Uh Just 
shoot him or or stay six feet away and have the gun aimed at him the whole time. Like that's, I mean, that's, yeah, you, you, you in movie making you have to build tension and look, it works. We watch this it, shit. It definitely works. Every everybody loves it. I mean, that now that we're talking about it and now that I rewatched it, um, I mean, you could. Except for like maybe maybe a few recent movies, you could make an argument, right? That basically every zombie movie is a remake of this movie. Mm. It's almost down to like you said, the character tropes. Like it's almost the same. That's a almost great point. exactly the same in every zombie movie. It's like we've got these five like characters, little variations, but there's always like the people that are just going to look out for their own and not trust anybody, the person that's in shock, the know-it-all, the other one that can't let the family member, like, can't admit mm-hmm. that they're actually a zombie, like, yep. and can't kill them. Like. Yep. <laughs> no, you're totally right. Yeah, those all the tropes you just mentioned are all set up in this movie. Um, wow, yeah, I, I hadn't considered that. And, and, the big thing with zombie was it's it all whittles down. It's always whittling down to mm-hmm. one or two people, um, which I, you know that's a horror movie trope. That well, you know, if this movie's from the sixties, like the modern horror movie tropes are from that era too. Like whittling down, you know, you know, if we look at Friday the Thirteenth or Nightmare on Elm Street, whittling down the characters and one by one until you get to a one-on-one battle. Um, yeah, but I mean, sticking with zombie movies and, you know, the walking dead is, is obviously the biggest zombie franchise, arguably bigger than, you know, even if you take all the Romero movies together, walking dead, I I think it is now and like the TV show plus the graphic novel, like, there's, I don't think there's, but there's, I mean, just by virtue of it being an ongoing TV show, a lot of it is just, you know, setting up scenarios. Well, much like we well, did. two TV uh, shows now. Yeah. Where our, our heroes are in danger, but they always get out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the benefit of having a, a two hour movie is that there's going to be an end point where, you know, like oh walking gosh. dead didn't yes. walking dead just started another season because that's, I think, I mean, that's definitely what turned me off to Walking Dead, and I think a lot of what? Lot what do you mean? Are, that like, ooh, there it has to end. At some there has to be some kind of resolution in every season. It seems like they they don't get any closer to to like some kind of ending. So I just stopped. Yeah, I can only watch human beings be terrible to each other for so many seasons in a row. Yeah, that's the thing. The show is really dark. Uh, I read the graphic novels and I was pretty caught up, but that they actually did just end. And, you know, I, I would argue that it's probably because the creator, uh, Kirkman, just became very successful and in the TV and movie space. And so he's just got, look, it's, it's more, way more lucrative to do TV and movies than it is to do comics. Um, so oh, yeah. no, putting that, putting that aside, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a different medium. Look, TV is different from film. Fine. But, you know, look, uh, did you have, did you have another movie that we, 
Uh, hold on, I have it written over here. Now, I just started like that. That I I was going back and forth whether to put that in. I'm glad you put it. And I was trying to think if there were any older ones. I guess that was my introduction to it. I don't think mm-hmm. I really started to enjoy zombie movies until I got older. Mm-hmm. I just I don't I don't think I enjoyed like horror and scare movies that much. Oh, that's sure. right. You're not that into scary movies. No, so I didn't generally. really get into it until like maybe the past ten years. Then I started like going back and like watching old horror stuff and like watching new horror stuff. Um, so well, I, I I really enjoyed Train to Busan. I know that's really recent, uh, yeah. but that's one of my favorites. That is an excellent one. I agree with you. It's not in my list, but go ahead. What what do you like about it? I like I like everything. I like it's got a nice balance between um That's fast like zombies. Comedy it? and scare. It is fast zombies, but I can handle the fast zombies on this one. I, I like I like the train aspect. Um, you know, it was almost like one of our zombie scenarios. We're like, but fast zombies, but you're on a train and you gotta get there, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Oh, you're totally right. (laughs) You're totally right. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, lift your mic up a little bit. A little little hot, but... Um, yeah, I saw Train to Busan. I had heard about it for a while and I was like, eh, but I, you know, when I saw it, yeah, it's just, it's really well done. The tension, like I get stressed out by these movies too. So I, I have to kind of limit, limit how much I I can watch them and I have to take breaks and stuff, but it's just, it's so well done. And yeah, it's on one or two train cars, uh, where there's fast zombies. And it's just, it, you know, it's mostly about this guy and his young daughter and the people they meet along the way, which is another zombie trope. Like, you know, connecting with people on just a base, a base human level, which is, again, set up in Night, in, Night of the Living Dead. Um, look, we we are in danger. And, and, and that's the thing. It's like the protagonist of Night of the Living Dead, he's like, I have some ideas the audience knows, wow, these are clearly very good ideas in terms of like protection, hunkering down, not going in the basement because then we can never get out. If, if they happen to find us uh, dealing with stubborn people who think they're smarter than you, but who the audience knows clearly aren't, but still trying to like work with them. Like that's a great uh, study of, of just human um, humans interfacing with other humans. Like that's great. And like, yeah, train to Busan is, is a really intense version of that. I mean, the other movie I, I had in mind was Shaun of the dead. You know, I've never seen that one, even though everybody tells me to watch it. Yeah. So that's uh, Simon Pegg and, and uh, his crew. Uh, it's, it's the first big movie they did. Uh, and it, it's it's great. It's a comedic spin on it, but it still engages with all the zombie tropes, and it's very gory and violent as well. Um, you see people get tear, torn apart. Um, one of the zombie escape plans we did is set in the bar was was based on the last scene from this movie. And also, Simon Pegg's just a likable character, and you know, it's his friends and family. In this case, it's his friends and family who are turning into zombies and him trying to protect them. Whereas 
Night of the Living Dead, it's all just strangers. So you see that element uh, in even more hesitation uh, of killing people once they turn, even though you know you should. And there's a scene in Shaun of the Dead where Shaun's mom turns and everyone is like, like he knows his mom is going to turn and everyone else that he's with, he's with like six people. They're like, we got to take her out. And he's like, he has a gun. He's like, don't you dare touch her. That's my mom. That's my mom. Don't anyone who even puts a hand on her, I'm killing you. And it feels like he acts so well. Like it, it, it feels really real and intense. Um, so yeah, it's a comedic spin on it. It's a, it's a love letter to zombie movies, broadly speaking. Um, it's fantastic. Okay. I'll definitely, I gotta check that out. Cause I see it. It's still only streaming channel. So yeah, I'm going to sit down and watch it one day. I do, do like that. Simon Pig a lot, actually. And I like he's that good. guy, his, that, his buddy that he's always with. Yeah, it's it's uh, Nick, Pe- Nick Pegg and Simon Frost, I think. I think I have it. And then Edgar Wright is the director buddy who's who's gone on to, to a lot more success. He almost did Edmund. Um, and so anyway, the last movie I have here is, is I Am Legend. And I Will Smith. And that's how you let the beat build, bitch. <laughs> Listeners, write in if you get that reference, and I'll I'll give was, you a, I'll give you an big, NFT token. You know, I was oh, <laughs> I will I will make an NFT of this podcast, and you can have it for for, oh for three ninety nine. Um, but yeah, like I was <laughs> I was talking to someone recently who was like. Yeah, you know, those vaccines, like, that's how I Am Legend started, where, like, the first scene in I Am Legend is, like, someone's like, yeah, I've cured cancer. Mm. And then it turned into, you know, now, I'm not saying I agree with that. Uh, look, there's a lot of controversy. We don't get into the, the controversy. We like to keep things lighter on here, so we will avoid that. But I Am Legend, you know what I appreciate that that's a masterclass in acting and that's Will Smith being like carrying a movie basically on your own is unbelievably hard, even for a top tier actor like Will Smith in 2007, but he did it. Yeah. I do actually like that one a lot. Um, yeah, it's actually, I think I like a lot of it just because of those amazing shots of, just empty Manhattan that they were able to get. Yeah. yeah uh, apparently they did shoot a lot of it just um, by restricting where people could go and shooting at like three in the morning, four in the morning. Um, you know, it's pretty good. I might give that one a rewatch too. I do. Like but obviously, you know, it's famously it's based on, uh, a book called I Am Legend, which I think predates Night of the Living Dead. Mm. I think it might. I mean, zombie, the zombie thing uh, apparently comes from, I, I hope I have this right, but I think uh, the Jamaican sort of voodoo witch doctor culture of bringing people back from the dead uh, and having them be your slave. 
I believe I heard that's where it, it originated, like the, the idea originated in like the 20s or 30s. Yeah, I've heard and something then, similar to that. And then that was adapted here and there. Um, arguably, you know, vampire stuff was is, is very similar, you know. Um, so, you know, I'm not saying George Romero stole this from I Am Legend, but it's pretty similar. Um, and then there was that Charlton Heston one. The Omega Man. Yeah. Have you seen that? No. Yeah, don't don't watch (laughs) that. I wouldn't recommend it. Okay. I'll I'll stay away from it. I've seen it. I've seen the original I Am Legend with Vincent Price. I've read the book I Am Legend. Uh, and I gotta say, the Will Smith thing is the best iteration, or the best version of it. Really? Yeah. Huh. Uh, by far. <laughs> okay. All okay. Right. Did you have anything else in your list, or um, one that I saw just recently was, well, I know we both have kind of talked about World War Z, which I enjoy, even though it's fast mm-hmm. zombies, but they're like fast enough that it's like kind of abstract for me, and like like not really that believable. If yeah. that makes sense. And then yep. especially when they're like piling on each other and creating like these like ladders. That wall. That <laughs> yeah. Wall. Um so I do like that. But something that like sort of caught my eye, and this was another COVID watch, was that girl with all the gifts. I actually really enjoyed oh, that. Yeah, one. I heard about that. Can you can you give just a really quick summary of what that's yeah, about? So she's basically there you know it's a, it's you're in a zombie world um i don't remember what country i don't think they're in america i think it's in the uk somewhere um and they have these kids and they were um their parents were pregnant i mean okay like they were inside the womb when the mom was infected with was zombified okay. and they were born so it's like you know they were kind of like born zombies which is interesting Hmm. Um, and so they're in school and they're sort of learning to control their urges and whatnot. So it's, they're kind of like part zombie, part human. It's, 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 it's an interesting, and they come out into the world because the zombies break in. So then like, who's it? Glenn Close is like the lead scientist person. It's pretty good. What did you like about it? That that it was different. I liked the, I liked the, the part acting. that it was different. The performances were were really interesting. Um, the zombies were doing some zombie communication. You know, like the main the main um, zombie girl was able to communicate with the zombies and with humans. So that like, that was fascinating. How, telepathically or what? No, she, they were doing like these zombie grunts and shit. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> See now no. I'm making it sound worse, but you gotta check. You gotta check it out. Zombie grunts. I'm sorry, the girl knew some zombie grunt language. <laughs> she learned how to communicate with them, you know, because they're like, she was. <laughs> I'm gonna stop because I'm not gonna make it sound better. But you should check it out. It's, okay, it's good. It's good. All right. Some zombie grunt language. It's kind of like that. I mean, that is, yeah, okay. So George Romero did Night of the Living Dead and then Dawn of the Dead, 
mm-hmm. which is famous uh, is the thing in the mall. But then he did Day of the Dead, which I've also seen, which is where it's a military base where they capture zombies and are trying to experiment on them. And oh, one yeah. of them does actually, I think, develop language towards the end. I mean, it's it's terrible. I, I mean, oh. Dawn of the Dead is good. But Day of the Dead is awful. I tried to watch Day of the Dead about a month ago. Holy shit, that was terrible. Those yeah. guys in the beginning, those army guys, wow. Yeah, the army guys. And I would say, actually, Zack Snyder got his start with a remake of Dawn of the Dead. And I think that his is actually better. It's sacrilege, but I think his is better than I remember Romero's Dawn of the Dead. really liking that one. That was the one with the opening scene that was terrifying, right? With the daughter? Yeah. yeah. Yep. And that's the one with Mackay... Talk about no movie, no Mackay Pfeiffer. Mm. Yes, movie. Yes, Mackay Pfeiffer. He's in it, and he is pretty good in it. The dude from Modern Family is in it. Ving Rhames is in there. Uh, Ving Rhames, yep. He's in yeah, it with a shotgun. You know what? I might go rewatch that one. All right. That one, I just remember, I don't think I actually, I think I started it, got terrified, stopped, and then like either because I believe this was back when I was like watching it on live HBO, then like went back like 15 minutes later. It was like, all right, I got past that terrifying part. I can yeah. watch. <laughs> I mean, look, the ability to fast forward through this shit these days, man, I am taking full advantage. So yeah, that thought it was, that was, oh, that was so scary. Oh, the little girl. Yeah. yeah. In the beginning. I mean, that's over pretty quickly. I know, but it was enough to turn me off. Like, no, I can't do it. If this is this is the starting point, like, who knows yeah. where it's going to go after this? Uh, well, I won't spoil it for you, but yeah. that's not the scariest part in the movie. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. If I couldn't handle that, what am Watch I doing? Watch it during the day. Watch it during okay. the day. Watch All it right. tomorrow. I could. Don't work. Just watch. Just watch zombie movies instead. Call out. Call out. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you work for yourself, you know. Uh, settled. Uh, let's take. 